0: Welcome to another episode of Press 1 for Nick. Your host, Nick Limsdahl is the Director of Contact Center Solutions at VDS. Through conversations with customer service and customer experience leaders, Nick and his guests exchange insightful stories, best practices, and invaluable lessons they have learned along the way. I am excited
1: today to be joined by Chris Drury. Chris is the Director of Customer Care at Blount Fine Foods and a SOCAP board member. Welcome to the podcast, Chris. Hey, Nick. Thank you. You are welcome. Uh, so before we get started, maybe tell, tell the listeners one thing that maybe
0: people might not know about you. <laughs> well, um, I, I think I do a pretty good job of separating work and home life. Um, I've got three kids and it's, it's a big part of my life, but quite honestly, a lot of people I work with, they, they hear very little um, about that. Um, so it's been a fun journey as a dad with the three kids being 24, 21, and 19, um, all three of them are very different. All three of them have had their own pathways and journeys to, you know, one, one in medical school, one finished mechanical engineering school, and one's going for a fine arts degree. Um, so very different pathways, very different kids, but, um, just super proud of all of them. Uh, but that's that's probably the, the thing that most people don't really actually hear a lot about. Cool that that is awesome. Great to uh, to uh, be
1: excited about the kids. Um, you know, when it comes to you said on, on here, it says you're the board member of SoCap. What is SoCap for the people that don't know?
0: It's the Society of Consumer Affairs Professionals. Um, so it's an association of folks in the uh, customer experience, uh, customer care um, world and space. Um, but the, the really huge benefit is that we all come together. You've got some of the best thought leaders in, in CX um, and just super, super great people uh, that provide yourself uh, sounding boards. You know, mm-hmm. some, of, some of my ability to progress what we use for technology Some of the workflows we put in place have come from ideas and discussions between, you know, like-minded people within that organization from all kinds of different companies across the globe. Very cool. What, um, what does Blount Fine Foods do? (laughs) We are a soup company, uh, refrigerated and frozen soup, um, we are the company that's probably behind most uh, soup brands that uh, consumers have in uh, the United States today, uh, but the company actually started in the 1880s as a shellfishing company based in Narragansett Bay in Rhode Island, mm-hmm. uh, right up here in the in Warren, um, and our president is fourth generation um, family leadership of the company. So they started with oysters, uh, hurricanes significantly damaged the beds. Back in, I think, 1938, um, they moved to quahogs and clams from oysters, eventually supplying Campbell's with clam meat, minced meat for their clam chowders, and decided to say, hey, you know what, let's make our own local chowder. Yeah, we um, can do this. Yeah, yeah, let's make our own local chowder. We have a clam shack. You know, we we also make a lot of seafood products, so uh, it was a good fit back then. And and ultimately, the military in the World War really um, – move the business forward with respect to the, the clam meat. Mm. Um, and then the company eventually said the, we'll add lobster bisque and then we'll add shrimp and corn chowders. And uh, we moved into soup uh, a number of years ago at this point in time. And probably the biggest brand that, that people are aware of is the Panerat Home Soup, which is nationally distributed through virtually every grocery store, Target and Walmart and Sam's, uh, you know, and BJ's Wholesale Club. So um, we're that company behind most private labels, um, Panera, Legal Seafoods, all kinds of restaurants. Wow. So you have a ton of soups
1: to choose from. What is Chris's favorite soup?
0: It's actually chili. Uncle Teddy's beef chili. Yeah, so Uncle Teddy, um, Todd brown is our president and CEO. His dad is, is Ted. Um, okay. And they have a nephew, Stephen Blount Jr., who uh, is in our sales team. So Steve created this chili using his, you know, using Ted's recipe. Um, And he did it because when he was calling on a lot of ski resorts and and mountains throughout the New England area and then the Rockies, Mm -hmm. you know, he tasted chilies. It was, it's just a staple at a lot of ski areas. And uh, he said that we could do better. (laughs) So now you'll find it at most ski areas is the chili that they're serving in the cafeterias. Wow. But it's it's, oh, it's so good. It's great for tailgating too.
1: That's awesome. Perfect, perfect time to start planning now for the fall. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I'm sure you've been asked this prior, but I need to ask if if you've ever said to a customer when they start ar- arguing with you over the phone uh, about something that went wrong and you just yell at them and say, no soup for you. Come
0: back. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> You know, that really wouldn't be appropriate, <laughs> even though, there's, you know, there are plenty of soup Nazis around Blount, for sure. Um, you know, I, I like to explain to people within customer care, you know, when we're at our best, um, we we don't do that, but we have these thought bubbles that pop up, Yeah. you know, kind of like that old show, Ally McBeal, where... She's talking to somebody and she's maintaining that professionalism, yep. but what's popping up over here out of her head is a completely different um, statement or, or picture. Um, so that, that does happen very, very often. Yeah, totally. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh,
1: so how did you, going all the way back, how did you get back, get into customer service?
0: Well, I started, um, when I was in college, I worked for a family, I'm born and raised in central Massachusetts, so I worked for a family, not my family, but a family private business um, Mm -hmm. in summers in the manufacturing facility, Um, and then uh, the last summer was as an intern and then hired full-time as a market analyst, so my degrees was in marketing and um, strategic management, Um, so as a market analyst, I got to understand the business really well um, and moved into market development because the analytical side was, was really focused on sales and products and categories and customers. Um, So I went from a market development role, which really was taking the analytics, but applying it practically for customers to solve problems. Um, You know, really looking at their process, their workflow the products they were using and trying to find better ways to do it, more more efficient ways, easier, um, faster. Um, so I learned from that experience that really, at the end of the day, the title was market development, but I was in customer service. Yeah, you know, I, w- I was working with engineers and I was working with the plant people, and at the end of the day, it's listening to everybody to solve a problem or an issue. Um, you know, at a level where where at that point I was working with. A lot of uh, automotive companies, aerospace companies, appliance companies, and their supply chain um, mm-hmm. to solve some of those problems. So eventually I ended up here at Blount in, as a business and customer service manager. And then customer care didn't exist and, and uh, was born about three years ago here at Blount. Um, basically, Todd said, hey, it's time we build a customer care department. You get to take one, one person from your team with you oh, <laughs> and build out that you know what it means and how it works, and bring in the technology that we need, and establish those partnerships with you know um, other other folks that can support us in terms of uh, inbound call coverage or technology, uh, such as the CRM platform we use. Those those sorts of things. Yeah, so that's a great transition. What what do you do in your current role as a director of customer care? Um, I really. Manage mostly at this point, the process. So it's, it's all about, you know, the people, the process, the technology and the data. Um, and my goal in my day to day activities really is to make sure that's all firing on all cylinders really well. Um, you know, and then the other piece, big piece to it is, is bringing insights to our management team and to our sales team. Uh, you know, being that voice of the customer mm-hmm. and the consumer for folks that aren't at the table here at Blount that can speak up. And, you know, we, we've we been really good these last couple of years about listening to consumers and all the problems and mining the data, mm-hmm. uh, bringing it into the R&D and product development space so that we can enhance and modify and, and build new products. So it, it's it's really been an effective tool, um, taking that customer care data and translating it into useful, um, information for the business. Mm. Um, so I'm sure you have plenty of crazy stories, but maybe, uh,
1: share with my listeners something that, uh, or or one of the craziest things that somebody has complained to you about. (laughs) Well,
0: (laughs) there's, that's, there's a lot there. Um, so there I'll I'll mention a couple of things. So one is um there is a retailer in uh in New York, uh particularly upstate is is mostly where they reside. And they run a crazy promotion twice a year right. that um is buy two, get three free. So it's 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 kinda ridiculous, but so it they get, really they drives get more
1: off. soup than they buy.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's- I mean th- think about you you spend ten dollars on on roughly you know thirty dollars worth of product mm-hmm. uh, so they um but we can and the funny thing is the promotions group knows this is going on and sometimes they forget to tell us but we can always figure it out because we start getting all these calls saying you know i have a bulging seal on one of my soups and then for us the next question is oh well where did you buy it and they'll say tops market yeah. And then they'll say that they want credit for 10 soups. Yeah. They want us to refund them for 10 soups because they bought 10 soups. Yeah. Well, the reality you didn't buy 10 soups. You bought four. And it's, yeah. it's unlikely that, you know, that bulging seal is across all of them. Um, so you, we get a lot of those kinds of stories where, you know, that's those people just trying to take advantage to, to some extent. Um, and then probably the most outrageous one is we've had this one gentleman based in Las Vegas, um, who shall remain nameless Mm -hmm. for the purpose of this discussion. (laughs) Uh, We have about a nine year history with him and he must have us on a calendar uh, where he, and by the way, this is where SOCAP was very, very helpful to me um, uh, quite a while ago. Um, So he's a known offender to everybody. Um, But he essentially calls with the same story every year in January that he bought five club packs from his local Sam's and he's a veteran uh disabled veteran serving disabled veterans through his catering service and that these five club packs were all bad and of course Sam's doesn't take coupons so he wants a refund check for him but he has no lot numbers you know he's got he's got um he can't give us a receipt um it's the same story so that's on the Panera product and then within 30 minutes we get another phone call same guy I have five club packs I bought from my local Sam's and it's legal seafoods (laughs) chowder. (laughs) And it's like, same guy (laughs) talking to the same person. We just hung up and it's just this ongoing story. So a lot of that, I mean, I, and that's where your technology within, within customer care and the call center is really, really important because you can pick up on patterns like that and and shut those things down.
1: Yeah. that, That sounds, uh, if if it's consistent and it's happening across other um, organizations uh, with the same person, that's a, that's a problem. Um, does it, are you able to see their, his information, if it's from the phone number and it screen pops and it, or, you know, the information provides and it says, Hey, here's this person alert. He's going to try to scam us again. It's that time
0: <laughs> of year. Well, we know, we know as soon as we, you know, we have him on the phone. Um, I know him by name, but he, he's used a couple of varieties of his name um, variations of it. Uh, but once we put the phone number in, because every phone number he's used, we have linked to his na- various names. So our system pops up. Once you put a phone number in the email, the address, one of the names, it's going to show us that, you know, you've got a history with this guy. It does say literally alert, you know, oh fraud, God. fraudulent history.
1: Yeah. Here it comes. Get ready, yep.
0: man. Uh, every January,
1: every January. <laughs> At least he's consistent. So you don't have to like plan for that in February. Obviously there's other people that are probably complaining, but. Yeah. Yeah. He's a professional. He's, he's got you on a, on a schedule. So. (laughs) It's, it's like a calendar of complaints. Instead (laughs) instead of a editorial calendar that you're pushing out content. It's a calendar. That's that's right. He's got (laughs) to look you up in his notebook. So he remembers the story he told you. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. (laughs) Um, You know, when it comes to customer care, a lot of people are doing it, um, you know, bad. A lot of people are doing it good. You know, besides, you guys are, are, are obviously one of the ones that are doing it well. Who else um, that maybe you can mention that, that is doing it well in the customer care
0: space? Oh, wow. I mean, there, there's, um, so, I mean, from personal experience, I, you know, we have pets and um, we use Chewy.com um, and I, those guys just hit it out of the park. They're so in tune um, to folks as pet owners, um, they personalize uh, the experience as often as they can, um, which is is really become um, important within our space these days. Is finding those opportunities where, uh, you know, you 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 can over deliver on on whatever it is your service or your product, um, but they're sending handwritten Christmas cards just out of the blue and those sorts of things. So I think a company like that does it really well. I mean, we, we, that list is very, very long, um, yeah. which is a good thing. It's a good thing that you have companies doing it well. And you know, they start raising the bar you hear Zappos and thing, Chewy.com and, yeah. and then everyone else is hearing about it. You know, I'm hearing about it and it's like, Oh, wow. What are they doing? that might be different than mine. And how can I start to, adopt some of those practices because I think it's really cool it's a cool idea that they're doing
1: no that's awesome with Chewy's I've heard a story of um, someone reaching out to them and saying hey it's that time of the month or that time of the quarter to buy this toy or or, uh, you know treat for your special dog Um, and they responded back and saying, Hey, just let you know, um, you know, we had to put the dog down and they came back and wrote a handwritten letter saying, I'm sorry, you know, and, and then they added additional things that was more personalized. Hey, here's what we knew, know about your dog. Uh, you know, wish you the best, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm like, man, somebody that goes above and beyond just doing their job is, is pretty, pretty magical. You can't be necessarily the, the Ritz Carlton, uh, where uh, each customer service rep gets up to $1,000 to, or a, a across any employee gets up to $1,000 to solve that problem. But you can be, uh, you know, Blount Fine Foods or anybody else can be their version of Chewy's, right? Like taking little nuggets of, um, you know, of delighting a customer and and implementing small stuff.
0: Yeah, you know, and it's it's really, really simple. I mean, I, I remember reading uh, several months back about, um, you know, food chain that it, it starts with the basics. You know, just that thank you, just simply saying things like thank you to people, and and then of course a uh, someone really large in in our space, Gene Bliss. You know, treat mm-hmm. you know treat them like you treat your mom. You know, yeah. think about your mom and, and how you would treat your mom and the respect you show your mom, and um, so. But it, at the end of the day, it comes down to just making it a human, personalized. Experience one that you yourself would want, um, and it's very simple things. But you know, a lot of times we get into, uh, especially it can happen in the call center, just robotics because you're scripted, and and you know you start to lose some of that, um, some of its scale, some of its technology, some of it might be related to, you know, the product you're selling and risk associated with it. So people need to be standard in what they say, but. Um, yeah it is it, you, you use great language there those, it 's those little nuggets. Find those little nuggets where you can do something beyond what they 're going to expect yeah yeah so
1: you, you mentioned one of the um, the leaders in CX um, you and I also consider yourself a, a cX evangelist uh, you 're out there. Um, you know, building relationships and and doing what's right for the right right way at the right time. Uh, but what does it mean to you to be a CX evangelist?
0: For me, uh, you know, it's about speaking up for folks that 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 you're hearing from that no one else is right. So for me, I the other way of <laughs> the other name for a CX evangelist is a squeaky wheel. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's it's our people on the production floor, the supervisors, the operations managerial folks, um, some of our senior staff. I mean, there are a lot of people here at Blount that they, they do very, very well by the company and they do a great job in their capacities, but they're totally disconnected from our consumers and, mm-hmm. and what our consumers are seeing and the impact you know, mm-hmm. that the simplest of things in the plant might potentially have on on a consumer experience. So, Being the evangelist is making sure that we're always talking about it, you know, about uh, the package design, um, you know, about the language on something, uh, the heating instructions. You know, it's a it's it's about keeping that consumer uh, at the forefront of the discussions around, um, you know, production and packaging and design and marketing and promotions uh, because they they. They do their very best to think of delivering the best product, yeah. but not, not actually hearing from consumers on a daily basis. Um, it's, it's been fun. To, to, it's been hard work, but to start to see the changes. Um, I know for us, bringing a lot of that data, especially into the product development area in the R&D space, has made a world of difference in um, recipes and, and changes to recipes that definitely deliver better products. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's so important. You know,
1: what happens from your perspective if you didn't focus on the customer's experience?
0: I I think you're, you're leaving a lot on the table for your business. If, if you're not focused on the on the customer experience and you don't have as an organization that connection to what to consumers feelings about your products, you're leaving a lot on the table. You you're, And and honestly, you're, 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 I'm going to say it, you're being somewhat arrogant about your business because Mm -hmm. you're saying, you know, better than the consumer. Um, Mm -hmm. and that's never a good thing. Uh, so it's extremely important to, to really involve, you know, that consumer's voice in, in all aspects of the business. And some companies are really, really, really great at it. and, And some companies have a lot of room for improvement, um, but at the end of the day, I think being the evangelist and, and being in the customer care space, you know, this this is more recent times that we're seeing this transition. And it takes mm-hmm. folks like us, um, it takes a lot of work on our, our part to start to elevate it within the organization to a point that it gets noticed and then and then becomes an integral part of the business. And um, some companies are further along that curve than others, but, you know, so that's the other part about being the evangelist, Nick. You know, you go to to, to national meetings with like SoCap and and all those folks, and you, you have those exchanges. And and you know, I'm always honored to, to and privileged to talk to some great people, and you hear such a huge variety of where people are on the spectrum of of customer care being integrated into the the full scope of the business or or not.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's so important to. Take that time, and instead of uh, sometimes, uh, a lot of times, organizations are not measuring. Are you focused on the customer? Here's what the customer is looking for. But taking the time, stepping out, and you know, walking in their shoes, is if you would, uh, from the customer service side, from operations to sales to marketing, uh, what are our customers expecting or asking for, or what comments are they leaving, and how can we uh, at least listen to what those are? Maybe we're not implementing all of them, but we at least they've been heard. So I, you know, beyond that, I I think, you know, you just have to continue to evolve and adapt based on their expectations or they will go to somebody else.
0: True. Yeah. There are always options out there and, you know, and, and I'll I'll say there are certain uh, large global companies that have set the bar, um, you know, that uh, so high now, Um, you know, someone like an, an Amazon is just so pervasive Um, and, and they're into everything, but man, they, their delivery system is, is just spectacular and, Mm -hmm. and anyone. So now like you, that's the, that's the measure right now you get, you're going to go into e-commerce and the general consumer's expectation is that your e-commerce is going to be like an Amazon experience, you know? So you, you have to find ways to, to get your business in a place that, um, you're acknowledging, uh, where the consumer's mindset is and, and what their expectations, uh, are on your business. Yeah. Well said.
1: So I wrap up every podcast with two questions. Um, The first question is what book or person has influenced you the most in the past year? And the second question is, if you could leave a note to all the customer service and customer experience professionals, what would it say?
0: (laughs) So I'm going to go with a person. Um, uh, So David Flavin is a coach. Um, so he's, he's actually an employee of Blount, but um, for years, he's also been kind of a, a, a life coach and, and business coach. So um, I started working with David from a coaching standpoint, um, probably around the August, September timeframe um, last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, I never, you know, thought of pursuing having a coach. I've heard of other people do that. Um, but I got to tell you, when it's done, done well and done right, they, they, they challenge you, they drive you, they get you to ask a lot of tough questions about yourself, yeah. um, about where you are personally, where you are professionally. Uh, and he's, he's just, uh, he's, he's done a stand-up job. Uh, you know, he's a great guy. So he definitely has influenced me a lot over this last year.
1: Cool. And then the the second question is, <clears throat> if you could leave a note to all the customer service and customer experience professionals, what would it say?
0: Be passionate, be passionate. Um, you know, it, there's, there's a lot that I could say, but I, I boil it into be passionate. Um, you know, love what you do, do what you love it's and, and just work really hard at it. So that passion comes across. It it's, it's going to, if you're passionate and you really love what you do, um, you're going to go the extra mile for that consumer. You're going to go the extra mile for your company. You're going to go the extra mile for your family, um, and, and your friends. So, um, just be passionate in whatever you do. That's, that's the single biggest thing I can say. That is great advice. Um, what's the best way for um,
1: my listeners to connect with Chris? The
0: best way is uh, probably through LinkedIn. Um, everyone can connect with me through LinkedIn. Um, Certainly you can, you can reach me through Blount Fine Foods. (laughs) You know, um, that's one way of getting there, but uh, LinkedIn tends to be the best. I I can, I can catch everybody in that environment pretty easily. Yep. And and, uh, it's uh, LinkedIn.com
1: slash Christopher Drury is, is his tag uh, for anybody that's interested in connecting. Uh, Chris, thank you so much. I always enjoy, Uh, talking with you and look forward to our next conversation. Thanks so much, Nick. Everybody be passionate. There you go. Thank you for
0: listening to this episode of Press 1 for Nick. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and share. Until next time, focus on your customers.